Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, we're talking about love, the five love languages. Do you know what yours is? Do you know anything about it? Regardless, you're here with the crew from OMG Podcast. Welcome. We're so glad you could join us. The Five Love Languages is a book written by Gary Chapman. It's very popular, and it gives a lot of insight, especially into relationships. There are five love languages. Words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So let's talk about that. Brenda Sue, what are your love languages? Well, mine is very similar to Rosalie's, actually. My first love language is words of affirmation. So words of affirmation and acts of service are very close, closely tied to each other for me. Then I have quality time, physical touch, and receiving gifts. So I, I like to hear somebody tell me that they're proud of me or that they notice what I do and that that means something to them. I think I've probably always been like that, more so than any of the other ones. But I think it probably changes over time don't you think i think it probably does grow and like as you get older maybe like physical touch becomes more important or acts of service becomes more important very true if we're not changing we're not growing so that makes perfect sense rosalie what about you what are yours well surprise surprise mine is acts of service (laughs) uh the second one is words of affirmation then quality time, physical touch, and receiving gifts. So I guess I've always, that's been the acts of service is the way I show people I care. So if my parents need something, I anticipate what they need or listen when, in conversations. They kind of, my mom will kind of drop hints of things that need to be done, and I run with it. So they don't have to tell me twice that they, that's her way of telling me that they need something or need help with something is casually dropping it in conversation because they really don't have never really asked for help and say, I need this. Mm-hmm. I just listen, take the hints from their conversations, I guess. And that's the way my mom and I communicate together. But I pick up on that. And then the family, if the, my husband mentions something or the kids or my friends, I just take note of that and, and go with it. So. Well, you're always, she's always ready to help us anytime, like, that anything comes up. She's like, you, you need a lactate? I got one. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, just the other, this other night we were, um, we were, you know, doing our little trek through the woods. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, there's that one stretch. It's like the little creek is to our left. And there's like a hill. hill. Yeah, like the side of a hill to the right and it's just like a, a real narrow path and you know I always get a in that area like something always I either get like feeling really heavy 
like I'm like I'm walking through water. And this last time that we did it, I just got nauseous, just like all of a sudden. And I turned around to Rosalie. She's like, "Do you need peppermint? I've got some peppermint." That's Ro. We're in the woods. <laughs> We're in the middle of the woods, and Ro has peppermint in case somebody gets nauseous. Of course she does. Of course she does. <laughs> Being intuitive certainly helps, though, and you're very intuitive about that. We appreciate that about you, Ro. Absolutely. What about you, Katandra? Well, I'm kind of interested to know now if it's a Gemini thing, because mine is also words of affirmation. Okay. Um, words of affirmation and then quality time. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I like, it's not just, I want somebody to say I'm proud of you. It's like, I want somebody to say they're proud of me. And then like, let's do the thing together. You know, like if you've, like when I was making the, um, the benches, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I loved it when Jason said, oh, that one's, that one looks really good. You did a good job painting that one. And then, you know, he'd come out there and maybe help me clean, clean up after making it or something like that. You know, it's, that's a really big thing. Nice. Well, speaking for myself. My top two love languages definitely are receiving gifts, also giving gifts. I am one of those people, if I am on a trip in a really cool place and I see something that makes me think of you, I'm going to get it. If I'm out somewhere and I think, oh, this person might need their day brightened, I'm going to try and do it. And I tend to express myself that way. My second one is physical touch. And Hopefully, I'll get more of that in my future, calling all single men. But anyway. Well, you got chilla there for your I for do. Your, for your touch. I have my sweet little pup curled up next to me right now. So that certainly helps in the meantime. Right. <laughs> I have heard about some preachers, pastors who refuse to marry people unless they have completed the five love languages, completed the quizzes, discussed them, etc., And that makes so much sense to me because how many times have you heard people say, oh, communication is key in a relationship. Then they get into the relationship and zip, silence. They don't know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a really, really good thing. I think also, you know, with the five love languages, the way that you receive may not be the way that your partner receives. Yep. And to understand how to help them receive can be beneficial but also it's i find it hard if they are on the opposite spectrum spectrum of what i need because if physical touch or giving gifts is not really my love language then you really have to put in the effort to do those things that don't come naturally to you so finding someone who's kind of similar with how they receive and give i think is helpful well, and to being in relationships and friendships where people are invested enough in you to to know the things about you. Like, for example, if someone were dating someone and they were on the autistic spectrum and physical touch, just like, you know, maybe that maybe they're not maybe they're functioning and you would never really know. But maybe it's just like, you know, that kind of stimulation just, you know, puts them on edge. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people I know. I'm like that. There's certain parts on my body that I just do not want you to touch. And um, Jason's love language is physical touch. Mm-hmm. But so kind of like, you know, if he didn't care enough to get to know that about me, like when I pull away, when he accidentally, you know, because one of the places is on the sides of my knees. And, you know, guys are forever like reaching over. And, yes. You know, when, you, when you're driving and doing that. 
so he had to kind of learn that like he would he would have probably gotten angry at me or felt like I was rejecting him right if he didn't know that that's a trigger for me mm-hmm. so you have to you have to invest enough in the person to know things about them yeah and I think too is empaths and you guys can clap back on this if you want to <laughs> like if I am on overload with stimulation like if I've been in a crowd or I've been around people all day then I don't want to be touched it's just like it's too much to have somebody touch me after I've been super simulated all day so I don't know if you guys experience that at all or if you have totally and um for me it's, it's also to have multiple conversations like if you're going to have the tv on and you're going to talk to me then don't have something playing on your phone as well like I can't I can't then I can't hear any of them <laughs> So that that overloads me, yeah. As well, if I you know, at the end of the day, after all the stuff, yeah. And if like if I am trying to listen to something while I'm cooking dinner, like I'll put on a a video or listen to a podcast. If the TV's on, forget about it. Mm-hmm. I can't hear either one of them, and I'm extremely irritated. <laughs> or if somebody's talking on top of that, it's just like it's just too much. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, uh, and this is Ro here. Um, like I'll be concentrating on something like if I'm reading something and then my husband or my son are talking to me and I'm concentrating on what I'm reading, they get upset because I didn't hear what they were saying I said, <laughs> or I asked them to repeat it. And I said, I'm sorry, I, I can focus on one thing at a time to truly give it all my attention. But if I'm reading something or listening to something, you got to, or like you say, if the TV's on, I have to tell my husband, can you pause that for a minute so I can concentrate on what you're saying? Mm-hmm. They get irritated with me because they don't realize that I, you know, I don't know if it's an age thing at this point or if it's just, it seems like it's gotten, I'm more sensitive to it now as time has gone on. I don't think it bothered me before. Well, I think part of it is age, but I also think we are all way more quote unquote woo sensitive than we have ever been in our lives because we're, we're focusing on it now and you know doing daily practices and things so i think i think it could be part of it is age but i also i also know that our sensitivity in general is higher than it's ever been i think that has something to do with it too yeah plus aren't we a group of infjs for the most part i mean you have to decompress you have to have your quiet time i've always been a little bit envious of people that can just work away on really you know deep stuff on their computer while they've got the music blaring in the background. I can't do that. Even like low piano music, my brain will start floating away elsewhere. And I've got to have that single track focus concentration thing going. I am the exact same way. And people who could sleep with the radio. Yes. Yes. Like, I can't not sing the song. Like, I can't not say the words in my head. So I just don't, I don't stop thinking and I don't go to sleep. It's going to keep you awake yeah. all night. All night. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just not something that I understand. Right. To each his own. And like exactly. with these love languages, with your partner, you accommodate and you acclimate. All right. Well, on that note, shall we take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk some more? Okay. All right. 
So welcome back, guys. Chandra found something really fun that she wants to share with us today yes. regarding the five love languages. It was I knew we were doing this today, but I was just, you know, like doom scrolling through Instagram. And um, I do follow a lot of like uh, ADHD coaches and stuff just because I also think a lot of the stuff overlaps with highly sensitive people. But there was this one that I came across and it was like the five neurodivergent love languages. It was hilarious. Info dumping, parallel play, support swapping, please crush my soul back into my body. And I found this cool rock button leaf, et cetera, and thought you would like it. That's row that last one. <laughs> That's me too. That's the whole gift thing right was, there. Yeah, I was like, that. that is so apropos because I, I know for myself, if there's something that I am passionate about or interested in, if you ask me about it, and I start talking, I'm going to go back to the first moment that I loved it. And I'm going to tell you every single thing that, is, that, I've, that I've done, that I've read, that has happened. And I would just like, just brain dump. The, I would want to brain dump the whole thing. So that, that kind of made me laugh because I was like, oh, I do that. I That's I just that. setting the stage, baby. So what else was it besides brain dump? Parallel play. Okay. So which is like body doubling. That's a, a thing for like people with ADHD. They don't have motivation like mm -hmm. they know what to do but they can't make their body do it and so having someone else in the room it kind of makes it like a game it's a challenge because i'm not going to let them outdo me i'm going to do my thing too so having it's, it's called body doubling so having someone in the room with you helps with your motivation so par that's parallel play okay. i do appreciate that because yeah. my energy feeds off of other people's energy if somebody's excited about something that Lord, I'm going to get excited about it, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, that's fun. What do you think, uh, Camille? What's yours? Yours is the gift, the whole, oh, I found this shiny rock. Yes, exactly. The giving and receiving gifts and the physical touch. Yeah. And it's odd because the physical touch for me, I think if you don't know me, if you're not in my little web of friends, you probably will see me immediately as aloof because I'm the type of person that sits back and studies and, you know, watches people and looks for cues and things like that. So it's probably more apparent when I'm in a relationship. But yeah, I mean, it definitely resonates. And I'm kind of curious about the three of you, since you are in relationships, have you ever done the five love languages quizzes with your partner at all? Well, I haven't just because I know, I already know what he is. Okay. It's really evident as to what he is. So I've, I've never asked him to take it. I believe my partner has taken it before, but I don't know what his, I think maybe physical touch was one of his love languages. And that's low on my totem pole. So it's something that I have to work on. And I think words of affirmation are probably not on his either, since that's my top one and it's not. I don't feel like that is his way of showing. His is more, I think, acts of service is the way he shows his. I can see that. Yeah. Knowing him, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Okay. I Which probably, I always appreciate as well. I would probably say my husband's second one is acts of service because he loves, he loves to do stuff around the house and then he wants you to like, come on, go ahead. Yeah. I what I did. <laughs> You're so amazing, honey. Mm -hmm. Those little ego strokes. Yeah. You're the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> Row here. One, my husband would never take the quiz. 
<laughs> but I know for just his physical touch. He always, no matter what, where, if he walks by me, he has to touch me, lean in for a little peck on the cheek. If we're sitting together, he just has to kind of like reach over and touch kind of thing. And that's one of the bottom of mine. So sometimes it does get a little irritating, but I have to accept it because that's the way he shows his affection. And, and, but the other one definitely is service. You know, he's the number one provider for the family. He likes to take care of the yard and that kind of thing. And, and so he, yeah, acts of service is probably definitely his, his second one. And I think it's very interesting because I noticed this pattern and not just in this room, but I think for most male partners, physical touch, acts of service. I mean, men are very tactile, even if they're just walking by you and kind of pull your hair or slap you on the bottom, whatever, you know, I think that's very much a male thing. And the acts of service is taking care of the Mm -hmm. people around you. So I think that makes perfect sense. So as you were talking, though, I had a I had a thought. Do you have a different love language for how you love others that you give out versus what you want to receive? Because I was just I was just thinking about it and I want to receive words of affirmation. But when I give. It's more um, the gifts Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And uh, probably probably quality time. Like, I don't know that. My go-to to tell Ro that I love her would be like, Ro, you did such a good job on, you know, so-and-so. Or your, your hair looks beautiful. You know, I don't know that that would be my first go-to to portray my love for her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I was just thinking, do, do you guys find that as well, that you have a different outgoing than what you prefer incoming? I think this is Brenda. I think quality time for me, like spending quality time with my friends and the people that I care about not in a romantic relationship with is really important to me. But I also think like words of affirmation, like I like to tell people when they look pretty or, you know, when your hair looks good or, you know, appreciate something about you as a friend. So yeah, quality time is not huge on my intimate love language, but I think on my friendship relationship, it would probably be the top of the list. Yeah, right here. I I agree. I love spending quality time with my favorite people. And whether that be through a Zoom call, because my friends that I grew up with are all over the country, and then just getting together with my tribe here mm-hmm. is important. I'm sorry, my allergies are really bad today. <laughs> yeah, we like to go walking. That feels like good quality time for me when Ro and I are out. We don't even have to talk a lot, but we usually do. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> We talk a lot about what's going on in our lives and in the day, and that feels like really good quality time to me. Exactly. And then when we get together as, you know, the podcast crew, which we're, we're short today, we're short Aaron and Allie, which she's not here with us that often, but hopefully she will be more in the future. So, you know, spending time those days that we have together is always like, I feel so filled up whenever everybody leaves. Mm-hmm. I'm tired and a little tipsy but i feel great <laughs> tipsy like with alcohol oh, well some days perish the thought <laughs> i think for me when it comes to expressing my love to the world definitely like brenda sue said the words of affirmation 
And especially the older I get, I have no problem if I see a strange woman standing beside me at the store. Oh, your perfume smells really good. Or, oh my gosh, I love that necklace. Because I think we're all here to lift each other up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good service to humanity, in my opinion. Yeah, I I know I love when a stranger recognizes something about me and says something positive. And you know, it's genuine then. Yeah, and it can totally, like, make your day, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me two weeks ago. Some was in the grocery store running in real quick, and then the guy that was stocking the cold section, oh, I like your vest. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. You know, just totally unexpected, but it just made you put a little pep in your step. Yeah. Yeah. Lifts you, you know, up. Yeah, lifts you up. So Well, and that somebody's you you were seen. You you didn't just fade into the, you know, into the surroundings, into the scenery like somebody actually noticed and saw you. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Because I, I know a lot of people, I mean, I know just, you know, running in and doing errands, everybody is so focused on their own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't feel seen. And I don't know that I could tell you that, you know, what the person in front of me in line was wearing either, because I'm just not paying attention to it so it really feels really feels good when you when someone sees you mm-hmm. and appreciates yeah. it mm-hmm. and it has nothing to gain from saying that to you exactly. that's something extra yeah and the world yeah. needs that a little bit more or a lot more i should say because people are so quick to judge and so quick to go negative and you never know how those few little words you say to someone a random stranger is going to affect their day. You don't know. We don't know what anybody's going through. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking is you yeah. don't know what thoughts are in their mind at that, at that exact moment. So, you know, you might be distracting them from something that, you know, maybe wasn't healthy in the first place. Mm-hmm. You, just, you never mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So let's take another quick break and hear from our sponsor. And then we'll be right back. Okay, so it's been a good conversation today. Again, the topic was The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary Chapman. And outside of the love that we're all thinking of when we talk about the five love languages, it's something you could also explore with regard to your children, with regard to your colleagues, with regard to your parents. I mean, this is a very valuable book, and I think we all recognize that. So well, highly I highly recommend. That's that's actually a topic that we didn't touch on, but it's actually it's actually very important. It's like to find out the love languages of the people you work with. Yes, because you know that can not that you're trying to manipulate them, but that can always ingratiate you, and and it can also help with someone that maybe you don't get along with as well, just to be able to speak to them in in the language that they prefer. It can be it can be really helpful in the workplace, and we didn't really even talk about that. So that's a good point, Camille. Yeah, definitely helps create connection. Maybe that's another episode, and we hope you'll join us for that. And go out there, and, and there's tons of quizzes on the internet to find out what your love language is. So um, we recommend that you go take one, just see what you come out to be. You may actually be really surprised, and if you have a partner that would be willing to do that with you, um, it might could lead to a to a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the very minimum, self exploration do it exactly well all right guys i think that's going to be it for this episode if you love this content we would so appreciate a review wherever you get your podcasts and i'll take a moment to go to our website ohm-gpodcast.com and check us out subscribe to our newsletter leave a message there we'd love to hear from you and follow us on instagram for the latest updates and episodes we'll talk to you soon bye guys bye ciao thank you for joining us today 
please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.